right, 4 o'clock hour here. And if you're just joining us, you have missed an excellent two hours, but then you uh, have also missed the breaking news of Josh Boyer, Dolphins D.C., being relieved of his duties. So there is some stuff going on in the world of the Miami Dolphins. I don't think it's a huge surprise no. for people when they hear that news. So. Somebody had to had, had it to. Somebody had to go. Uh, again, here's the actual press release from the Dolphins. The Dolphins announced today that they have parted ways with defensive coordinator Josh Boyer. I am grateful for Josh's contributions this year and throughout his tenure with the Dolphins. Head coach Mike McDaniel said the defense made strides through the season, so coming to this decision was not easy. But ultimately, I feel it is in the best long-term interests of the Miami Dolphins and the continued growth of our players and team. Made strides backwards? They made strides at the end. The last (laughs) game, the defense, while giving up a lot of points... Did have the scoop and score and the Xavier Howard interception. Yes. uh, I'll tell you who made strides this season, Christian Wilkins. Oh, made a bunch of money. I mean, he can thank uh, Josh Boyer, maybe. I I expect front row seats next time. What's the play, y'all love? Hamilton comes to town. Hey, Christian, front row, big dog. You about to get paid. Safety's coach, Steve Gregory, outside linebackers coach, Ty McKenzie, and assistant linebacker coach, Steve Ferentz were also relieved of their duties. Let us, uh, let's get headlines here because we have Rob Pizzola joining us this hour. I want to talk some hockey with him. I want to get back on the, uh, the gambling track that we need to be on. We're on the wrong track right now. We on a track. And, uh, and I've got a lot of uh, questions for him for the four uh, NFL playoff games. Our train is burning Saturday and Sunday. So let's get headlines here. Start out the four o'clock hour with, Alejandro Solana. They're driven by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Super Center. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford. We know trucks. The Heat. They beat the Pelicans last night in a big way. They'll play the Mavs tomorrow night, 7.30. Give you a little abbreviated 15 minutes of Heat this segment, so don't go anywhere. The Panthers. They'll play the Canadiens tonight, 7 p.m. I'll give you a little cat talk right now. You got a little ice hockey uh, stuff? Hockey fans, don't sit this one out. When it's game time, make Celsius a part of your play and get that energy up. Game day is fueled by Celsius Essential Energy Drinks, the official energy drink of the Florida Panthers. I am drinking right now a Celsius Sparkling Grape Rush, and it is delicious. So, if Celsius, if you want to send me more, knock yourself out. Us. Send us. Send us more. Okay. Send us Lead more. Me Sorry about that. Well... We announced earlier that uh, Crowder has signed a new contract here on the Hockman and Crowder show, so I figured you were set for uh, drinks. I figure, I figure you'd be all right. My signing bonus was deferred. <laughs> I need everything free you have. Um, anywho, the uh, Panthers game, we're going to talk Panthers hockey with Rob Pizzola in the next segment. He's going to give us a winner, in his opinion, for tonight. But the hockey game from Montreal can be heard tonight right here on 560 WQAM. Doug Plagans will be on the call from Montreal. He had uh, tweeted me this morning and tagged me on something. I have to see if I can find it. What did he find up there? 
in Montreal. Did you see it, Solana? Ah, Crystal Pepsi. Crystal oh. Pepsi at a uh, a fountain drink where you where you you know make your own drink at like not one of those freestyle machines. Like he's just at a restaurant and they've got a Pepsi, they got a Seven Up, and they have a Pepsi Cristal in Montreal. I don't know what restaurant he was at though. I loved Crystal Pepsi. Crystal Pepsi was a banger. I didn't know why I didn't make it. Yeah, not enough people liked it, I guess. Anyway, uh, there's your cat talk. Hockey fans, don't sit this one out. When it's game time, make Celsius a part of your play and get that energy up. Game day is fueled by Celsius Essential Energy Drinks, the official energy drink of the Florida Panthers. What it tastes like. Crystal Pepsi? Yeah. It was clear, had a little tinge of fruit to it, right? Yeah. Well, it t- I mean, it was Pepsi. The base of Pepsi, but it had a little, yeah, a little zesty flavor. It was clear. Yeah. It was clear. The clear was the surprise. By the way, Panthers head coach Paul Maurice been fined $25,000 for his comments uh, Tuesday night on the officiating. Send him some Celsius, too. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, some hockey, the NHL All-Star Game jerseys, it'll be played here in Sunrise. They leaked. Oh, and? You guys see these? No. They're Vice-themed. Oh, really? Yeah. These are the actual on-ice jerseys? On-ice jerseys. Mm, where can I see this? On uh, a ring doorbell. I mean, what do you think you can see it? On I don't know. Twitter. Where did it leak? On on Google. Twitter. Just type in NHL All-Star jerseys. All right. I can do that on Google? Yeah, you can do I that, do that on, on Bing. HTTP. Hey Crowder, you know Hawk wiped out our entire podcast feed. I don't have last time. To, I don't have time to tell the story. I, I I'm going to get to it. It's on my show sheet. I mean, this was one, one of the funniest things. You wiped out our podcast feed. Solana thought that little did he know that you had just signed a new contract. Solana thought we were canceled. That that's how much I wiped out. I was I was like. I was like the movie War Games. I almost started a global thermonuclear war without realizing what I was doing. But let's just say Abuelo had a couple of Ambien last night and ended up on the whole podcast server. There's some people that don't need the administrative login. You know what? Yeah, you're 100% right. I will get to the story, though. If we don't get to it today, I will get to it tomorrow because it it is great. Um, You find those jerseys yet? So now what is this? Bing.com. I'll send them. I'll, I'll oh, I do see them. I like them. Yeah, they're cool. They're, yeah. they're retro. Oh, that's hard. Yeah. Yeah, they're oh. like retro 90 style, but vice-themed as well. Yeah, I like them. For I think they're cool. You're going to have to spend another $350 on the jersey. <laughs> Y'all done ran me off of I didn't know hockey jerseys were this expensive. Stupid. Man. Everything else a hundred bucks, one fifty max. Three hundred? Who'd you get? Uh, you got the Barkov jersey? Yeah, I got Barky. On the uh the reverse retro. Sharp. Yeah. Those are sharp, man. Yeah, they're great. And they released the uh you saw the Vamos Gatos, Los those Gatos really cool. practice jersey. I wish they would uh wear those during games. Like why just make them a practice jersey? Yeah. One other note uh from the NFL. You saw Byron Leftwich was also fired, the offensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So that's 10 teams now without offensive coordinators across the league. Yeah. I, it was definitely his fault that Tom Brady got worse. That was the crazy part. <laughs> <laughs> Tom's knees don't work. By- Byron, you're gone. 
But what happened to Leonard Fournette in the uh, yeah. in the play? Like, I mean, the, something's up there. <laughs> something's up. You got to – that that offense was painful. Terrible to yeah. watch. Yeah. And Tom's not going to be – he's not going to be the scapegoat at any time. No. So, you need to get rid of somebody. Yep. Now that Crowder signed his new contract, I can get to this story I've, I've, I've had written down for a while. Um According to a recent poll, roughly one in three American adults have criminal records. So I'd like to do a little <laughs> trial. Let's see, there's three of us here. <laughs> so let's say, based on what the article says, mm-hmm. one of the three of us would have to have some sort of criminal record for that thing to be accurate. Right. Hawk at the Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> you I will did. just say it ain't me. <laughs> Is it you, Solana? No, I, uh, I'm yeah. not. All right. What if they were all at one police academy? <laughs> it might be them. It's on them, right? Yeah. No arrest in Atlanta. No arrest in Miami. Just Alachua mm-hmm. County. They were. They were picking on me. I don't think so. They were teasing me. I don't think so. Your weather from the Demesman and Dover Law Firm, your accidentattorneys.com, free consultations. Call 247-866-954-MORE. That's a great stat. <laughs> One out of three. You know what's funny? I have to, like, to go to kids' schools and, like, go to the go to the pumpkin patch with my two-year-old. Hmm. You have to do a background check to be around kids. And when I coach, like I got – and people, look, like, they see me and I've talked to them and I've been a part of organizations, and they're like, hey, we need this background check. And I look at him like, you're not going to like what's in it. And we, I've had an co- uncomfortable conversation with a number of head of schools. I may get dinged. Yeah, like, <laughs> you want me to lie? No, 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 don't lie, Mr. Crowder. Okay. And I lay it out to him. Wow. <laughs> I was a different man back then. Wow. Yep. That's wow. what the head of your school was like. Oh, wow. Hmm. They thought I was giving them speeding tickets. Okay, a felony battery, huh? Anything weather? else? Did you get the weather there? Uh, your weather from the Demesman and Dover Law Firm. <laughs> Call 866-954-MORE. Right now in South Florida, partly cloudy. Tonight the lows, they'll drop into the mid-60s. That's your weather. Let's do a quick 15 minutes of heat. You got a big open for that? I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window Open it and stick your head out and yell. 15 minutes of heat! That's super creepy when <laughs> No music. <laughs> a little jingle behind it. <laughs> no music behind it. It's just like a, <laughs> a sweaty, irate old man. <laughs> meet him <laughs> time for 15 minutes of heat presented by Broward Health Broward Health celebrating 85 years of service to our community then now forever Broward Health uh I did see a tweet from Ira Winderman Jimmy Butler is still fifth in Eastern Conference front court balloting for NBA All-Star Game starters Bam Adebayo still out of the top 10 no Heat players in the uh, top ten for backcourt balloting, which is understandable. Bam out of bio, Solana, still not in the top ten? It's fan voting. 
No, I get it. I get it. He'll be an all-star this year. I'm not saying that he won't be. Yeah. It's kind of shocking, though, no? That, I mean, he's been phenomenal lately. He can't crack the top ten in front court in fan voting? You know, maybe all this uh, time that Crowder and, and in part you as well have been saying, <laughs> <laughs> no, that the Heat aren't on national TV because the names just aren't sexy enough on a national level. Yeah. And I think – it, as much as I hate to admit it, because I think Bam Adebayo not only is an interesting dude, he's a heck heck of a basketball player. Like you might be right. I mean, people just don't know enough about this Heat team and aren't. I guess they're not as you know sexy nationally, because Bam Adebayo's right now has the most point paints in the NBA this season. Think about that. He has point paints. Point paints. Hmm. He has point paints. Paint so points. If you want these point point paints, either go to Sherwin Williams. <laughs> Or Michaels, <laughs> Michaels, <laughs> or Bam Adebayo is the most paints uh, points yeah, in the paint. And, and paints. He's got a lot of paints because he's very artistic in the uh, in the paint. So <laughs> gotta have paints. A double double and a Van Gogh. This man's talented. Tommy Tiger's listening. I am done. <laughs> <laughs> but and you make me feel bad because we do criticize his game is not flashy at all. No. He's not Euro-stepping, dunking on people. He's not going up and just dunking on top of people. No posterized stuff. Like, to your point, he is an amazing basketball player. But do people say, ooh, the Heat playing tonight? Boy, I got to find that game. They play team basketball. That's not what nowadays people love. They love flashy. John Morant is flashy as hell. i give you the, uh, the voting leaders right now. So, for the Eastern Conference, the front court, leading vote getter is Giannis now. He overtook KD. So it's Giannis at 5.9 million votes. Kevin Durant, 5.8. What's so funny? You see Giannis on uh, on his wife's Instagram. Oh, my in God. The comments. That was great. That was great. <laughs> Doesn't he have a, a text number? That was that was so damn funny. I love I love him. He is just great. Um, Got to give it an eggplant eight times? Listen. Just one eggplant. <laughs> well, sometimes one eggplant ain't going to cut it. <laughs> just one. Giannis is uh, first in the front court, then KD, then Jason Tatum, Joel Embiid, then Jimmy Butler, then Pascal Siakam, Kyle Kuzma, Paolo Banchero, Julius Randle, and Nick Claxton. Nick Claxton in that long name I've never heard of. Paolo Banchero? Yeah. He was the number one overall pick for the Magic. Is he flashy though? Like is he like what I'm saying? Like just is he fun to watch? And he's the number one overall pick. So all the young kids, I they loved you. him. He went to Duke. Yeah. Then the guards: Kyrie Irving, number one in the East. Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brown, James Harden, Trey Young, Demar Derozan, Lamelo Ball, Tyrese Halliburton, Derrick Rose, and Darius Garland. Our backcourt ain't gonna get yeah, any of this. You can't argue that, can you? Yeah, I mean Derrick Rose. I think a lot of those. No, no, names... no. You can't argue for a Heat player being there. No, no. And then the uh, Western Conference front court: LeBron, number one. He's really amazing. Have you seen like the the stats since he turned thirty eight? I mean, yeah, it's insane. it's really insane what he does. It's insane. Yeah, bro, the they be- should the second still best be... of all time. You have to feel a little bad for him. I'm with you. I, I, I'm with you. MJ is the greatest of all time. Yes. I don't. I don't. He's I don't. not. It's LeBron. Mm, but I don't think so. But I, you know why I don't feel bad for him? 
he he made his own bed because he's the one that wanted Russell Westbrook. He's the one that wanted Patrick Beverly. Not only like, that, I mean, he went to L.A. and okay, they won one championship in the bubble, and it's because Goran Dragic and Bam Adebayo were injured. But that's regardless. <laughs> uh, I mean, you, you went to a, an organization that hasn't had a strong front office in a very long time. Like they've been mediocre since Kobe got to a certain age because. They're a mediocre front office. Like he keeps going to those situations. But um, you know yeah. what I would say with with LeBron and I and people. It's known I'm not a huge fan of LeBron, but at least he takes everything into his hands. And if it works out, we blame him for it not working out. But it's under his control. KD doesn't do what LeBron does to the organizations, yeah. and he still fails. Yeah. Carmelo Anthony, <laughs> like he was a great. He was one of the greatest players in the world. But he was just going organization to organization, not saying nothing, and losing. So at least LeBron says, hey, I'm going to tell you who to pick up, who I want to play with. If this fails, it's on my shoulders. The hell with it. We make fun of him, but he's still yeah, but, sec- second but, best of all time. No, that's fine. But look at the L.A. Lakers right now, their organization and their structure. A lot of that has to do with LeBron James. And look at how he left Cleveland before he left. Luckily, they've turned things around, but – you know, he builds pieces, he makes trades, he has coaches fired. But that's okay. Like, to me, it's okay because if you end up with a championship, that's what you want. And maybe there's some, you know, remnants when uh, when you leave. But I'm okay with that. Not for LeBron. It's not one championship and it's okay. It's not. He has four right now, one with Cleveland, one with the Lakers. He should be playing on a team that is competing for a championship every I, season. I agree. That's why I said I feel bad for him. Like, that's not – I mean – the Lakers do have a front office. I know. I think it was Magic when he got there, and then he resigned in the middle of the season. I'm not going to be that, there. Yeah, I mean, it was like there was some craziness. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Western Conference front court is LeBron, Jokic, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is third in fan voting. Well, that happened. It's a joke. Uh, Zion fourth. That makes sense. Andrew Wiggins fifth. Paul George, six. Lowry Markinen, seventh. Draymond. Draymond is eighth? What's happening here? <laughs> Am I, are we in Crazyville? Draymond's not good at basketball anymore. Kavon Looney, DeMontis Sabonis, the guard, Steph Curry, Luca, Ja Morant. Man, is he fun to watch, huh? So much. Saw the dunk he had a couple nights ago. Did oh, you, my God. Oh, my God. The dunk was the glorified one. Did you see him pin that dude's ball against the top of yeah. the backboard? Yeah, it was crazy. His armpit hit he the bottom so much fun. of the backboard. He is just did, fun. Did you say they keep drug testing him? No. Do he, they? He sent out a tweet. He said, I've got my seventh drug test of the year. <laughs> He is paper thin. You that think this so dude's great. on roids? <laughs> that is so great. Anyway, there's your uh, 50 minutes of heat, an abbreviated version, because Rob Pizzola is going to join us here in a moment. So we'll uh, we'll do that in the next segment. Rob Pizzola, professional sports gambler from the great nation of Canada. Hopefully he can give us a winner for tonight's Panthers game and for the four NFL playoff games Saturday and Sunday because we're running out of money. Mm-hmm. So Rob Pizzola will join us here in a moment. Hope Rob has our back because we need some help. You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder Show. I got a twerk game. What? I don't. I don't. Ha- I don't have the biggest okay. booty, but I can move it. Hawk and Crowder.
Get to Pizzola here in a second. First, make Cheetah Pompano Beach and Cheetah Hallandale Beach your free lunch hotspots. Why would you pay for lunch with an unpleasant view when you can enjoy a gourmet lunch menu for free er day from 1130 until 3? Not your typical free lunch. This is a full-on kitchen. Order off the menu. Wings, sandwiches, salads. Not to mention their daily specials. You can grab your buddies after work. You head on over to Cheetah Pompano or Cheetah Hallandale. Let them take care of you for the best happy hour and the best entertainment in South Florida. Think you know what I'm saying, Crowder? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, football playoffs this weekend. Enjoy all the games with hundreds of beautiful, exotic referee and cheerleader adult entertainers at Cheetah Hallandale's Ultra High Tech Sports Lounge or at Cheetah Pompano Beach. Watch the games live and in full sound while you enjoy the coldest beer in town. A couple of fight cards Saturday. You can watch at any of the Cheetah Clubs. You got the uh, the fight uh, fight card from Manchester, England. Our friend Chris Eubank Jr. Of course, we know the father yeah. uh, fighting Liam Smith. And then there's UFC 283 Saturday night. You want details on what's going on at Cheetah Hallandale? Check out CheetahHallandaleBeach.com. You want details on what's going on at Cheetah Pompano or Palm Beach? Check out Cheetah SOFL. I was in Cheetah a couple days ago. I bet you were. Me and the wife were coming back from eating dinner with the little couple's date night. Oh, We're on 95, and I'm almost joking. I was like, hey, Cheetah's two exits up. She was like, okay. I have tried that on my wife before, and she's like, did you say Cheesecake Factory? <laughs> and I say, yes, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> my wife, she, she enjoys the, the pieces and parts. She's a little bit different than Lori. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anywho... Rob Pizzola is on the Toyota of Hollywood hotline, or maybe he's hung up. I don't know. He doesn't know where this might head now. Uh, Rob Pizzola is a professional sports gambler from the great nation of Canada. You can follow him on Twitter, at Rob Pizzola. And he comes to us courtesy of our friends at BetStamp. BetStamp compares odds at dozens of sports books and automatically shows you where to bet so that you can always get the best odds and save money. So download the BetStamp app today. And, of course, I always point out, Rob's got the hammer betting network and you can follow them on twitter at the hammer hq or visit the website thehammer.bet hello rob hello mark you ever enjoyed the cheetah i'll move on (laughs) i can't say that i have they have strip clubs up in uh, Canada? Great ones. They do? Yes. Oh, that's right, because when yeah. you used to go to Buffalo, you would go right up to Toronto. Toronto got about two or three good ones. Yeah. Which one's your favorite, Rob? Well, uh, so Toronto does have a bunch of good ones. Montreal would also probably be the strip club capital of North America. Is that so? Uh, but the brass the brass rail in Toronto is known as the uh, the gold standard. It's a, it's a little bit different uh, uh, between what you can and can't do. Uh, at strip clubs in Canada versus the U.S., I'll I'll, I'll leave it as at that without getting into too many details. Mm, interesting. Mm, You've that, been there, the the brass rail. <laughs> what I, I, in Montreal? I have been. Oh, Montreal. Yeah, yeah. and uh, on another level. Really? Yeah. Huh. You were scared sitting in the edge of the bar, peeking at people. <laughs> <laughs> His dancer's name was Tim Horton. <laughs> They saw tourists written all over them. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, we need uh, we need some help here, Rob. I got a lot of stuff oh, to get. Gosh. First of all, uh, great officiating in that Panthers Leafs game on Tuesday night. Were you there, by the way? I was not, but um, uh, I, the Leafs had like a hundred power plays in the game. No, 
Yeah, and there were just some terrible calls. There was, was that awful call? Was that on Lomberg or, or Gudis, Solana? Do you remember at the end of the second period? I think it was on Lamborghini. On Lamborghini. Um, just mm-hmm. terrible. Um, but anyway, uh, they've got the uh, Montreal Canadiens tonight. So before I ask you about the NFL games, Canadiens tonight are big dogs, right? Yeah. Panthers are minus 240 favorites. The last I saw, I think, uh, Sergei Bobrovsky in net tonight. Can you give us a winner on tonight's Panthers game? Well, this isn't the one where I would guarantee a winner, per se. I, I think that there's value in betting Montreal at home. And you guys can ask yourselves, having watched the Panthers all year, if you want to lay minus 240 on the road with them playing their third game in four nights with Bobrovsky in net, who has been well below average all year. And now... Montreal does have a ton of problems right now. Montreal's missing a lot of forwards. Uh, Jonathan Drouin, Joel Armia, Jake Evans. They're basically without four of their top nine forwards who are expected to be out until at least the All-Star break. But with that said, hockey is very much a game of high variance. Uh, you never know what you're going to get out of Bobrovsky and Ned. I, I think Montreal plus 200 is worth a small bet. Now, they can obviously get smoked. The last time these teams played, the Panthers, I think, won that game 7-2. to two. Uh, and looked very good in the process. But, uh, yeah, I think the value's with the home dog tonight. So here's why we need help so desperately. Now I'll give you the context of it. We're, we are bleeding money. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I say bleeding money. So in that Panthers game on Tuesday night, we had uh, uh, Barkov over two and a half shots on goal. And he ended with two. And even at the end of regulation, I don't know if you saw it, Solana, but he's right there in front of the goal. And the puck came to him, and he just couldn't get the shot off because a defender stopped his stick. So anyway, we lose that one. But we had lost a bunch before that. So then that night is the Australian Open. And (laughs) I don't know if you've heard of this Rafael Nadal. Now, he is a very good tennis player. Solana tells us on the air Tuesday, because I say we're going to bet the Panthers game. Crowder, of course, says, well, shouldn't you have some sort of idea of what you want to bet? And I say, no, I'm just betting something on the uh, mm-hmm. Panthers game. And by the way, just to take you all behind the curtain, I couldn't decide between the Verhage over shots on goal or the Barkov. I went with Barkov. Verhage ended up with six shots on goal on Tuesday night. So anyway, you can see the way things are going. Please for us, help Rob. us. But anyway... Solana says on Tuesday, we've never gambled on tennis before. So during the show, he's like, let's bet Nadal tonight. We don't even know. Who is he playing? An uh, unranked American, Mackenzie McDonald. Yeah. So Nadal was minus eight. Have you ever bet on tennis, Rob? Uh, I have. I'm I'm not an expert tennis better by any stretch of the imagination, though. Right. So Nadal was minus eight games. We did the math on the air. Okay, he'll win 6-2, 6-2, 6-2. He'll cover the eight games. And then I mentioned to Solana, he's actually minus 1,400 to win the the match. And Solana said, lay it. Lay the minus 1,400. They're giving us free money. We didn't do that. I just want you to understand we didn't do that. Okay. Nadal lost outright, as you know, so he did not cover the eight that we did bet. So then yesterday, so now we had this rough Tuesday night. So yesterday, I wasn't even on the air yesterday, but we needed a slump buster. So we put some money, when I say we, me, uh, for us, though, on Manchester United. I don't know if you watched (laughs) I don't know if you watched this match. Uh, they were minus 140, 
and they were up 1-0 in the 91st minute. And they give up the equalizer. I'm at home watching on Peacock going crazy. <laughs> and, man, you – I don't know if you know Crowder – was had a nine-game winning streak going into that match. Oh, goodness. So then we had that. So it's been a rough go of it for us, Rob. That's why we're desperate, uh, desperately needing a winner. I feel like this is the universe telling me that I should just hang up the phone right now and not give you any more incentive to keep betting at this point. Did you watch that man you game yesterday? I mean, it was un- unfathomable how we lost. I did not watch it. I saw Crystal Palace did get a uh, a late equalizer in that game. And, uh, I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you, Mark. I mean, if um, – <laughs> If they were going to film a, a second, like a sequel to The Cooler with yeah. William H. Macy, you'd probably be the guy stepping in yep. there for the, yep. for the sequel. Can't even yeah. argue it. Bad. Nadal, minus 1,400. <laughs> Lost outright. Unbelievable. So anyway, uh, these are very important picks to us, so let us wait no further. The Kansas City Chiefs are nine-point favorites over the Jags. That's the early game on Saturday. Okay. So let me start here by saying that I understand everybody wants to bet the games this weekend. These are very, very tight lines, tight prices. There is a lot of visibility into what's going on into the league because there's only four games. There are sports books right now in North America that are taking 50000 a pop on these games, which means that they're very confident in the spreads that they have set. I will give you what I think are good bets. However, proceed with caution I truly believe that a lot of what's going to happen this year, this week, excuse me, um, it's coin flipping, is, as I would call it. Uh, with regards to Kansas City and Jacksonville, um, Jacksonville pulls off the big comeback back last week. I think a lot of people are just, by virtue of not having seen Kansas City play last week, just forget that there's actually a pretty sizable difference between these two teams. They played earlier in the year at Arrowhead. The Chiefs won that game by 10 points. They won by 10 despite having a minus three turnover margin and the Jaguars surprise onside kick on the first play of the game and recover it. Jacksonville had four more possessions than KC still lost that game by 10. The Jaguars defense is just not good enough to keep them in this game. In my opinion, if you look at what Jacksonville struggles with dead last in the league in pass defense against tight ends, well, Kansas city just so happens to have Travis Kelsey on the other side of the ball. The Jaguars struggle at defending running back screens to opposing teams or fourth most first fourth worst in the league in terms of explosive plays allowed to opposing running back. Well, Jarek McKinnon has, you know, six receiving touchdowns in the last six weeks. It's, it's becoming like, this is exactly what Casey was built to go up against. And everyone who talks about the Jags defense in the second half of the year, well, they played the Titans twice. They played the Texans. They played the Jets. They played the Ravens. Anytime they've taken up a step, a step up in class, whether it's the chargers last week, uh, the Cowboys, the Lions, they gave up 30-plus points. So I think KC is going to score here, and I think they're going to score a bunch. The challenge with the Chiefs is they find a way to not cover these big numbers pretty consistently. So the way I would attack this game is play Kansas City in the first half, minus 5.5 or minus 6. I prefer minus 5.5, but the Jags this season, minus 11-point differential in the first half, plus 65 in the second half. They're very much a second-half team because Doug Peterson makes good adjustments at the half. I think KC off the bye week, very ready to go, and they win this first half by margin. 
I like that. Do you do you uh, do you go into that game and if KC does jump out to say a fourteen point uh, lead in the first half, will you then live bet Jacksonville with the assumption that they will make it closer at the end? It depends on the number. It's always relative to the price, but I was live betting Jacksonville. I can't even tell you how many times last week against the Chargers, and for a while I was like, oh, no, what have I done? What have I done? What have I done? And then all of a sudden it works out. So the likely yes is, is because KC does have a tendency to take their foot off the gas late in games, try to run out the clock. This is the criticism of Andy Reid in his career, but it, it really depends on the number because I do think KC is going to score in this game. The uh, later game on Saturday is the Eagles. They are seven-and-a-half-point favorites over the New York Giants. So the Eagles, another team that we've forgotten how good they are. They haven't really been playing for anything for a month. Jalen Hurts rested. It was Gardner Minshew. Final game of the season, he comes back. But he obviously wasn't 100%. We heard him say that this week in talking about needing the bye week for his shoulder to recover. And the Giants, on the other hand, people forget – that they were just like this luck-manifested team over the course of the year. They played a very overrated team in the Minnesota Vikings last week. They looked great in the process, and now people have just completely forgotten that over the course of the year they've been very average. I don't know where the Giants really have an advantage in this game other than maybe Jalen Hurts is hurt for the Eagles, but the Eagles are built very strong at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And... The Giants' offensive line, aside from their left tackle, Andrew Thomas, who's great, they're basically weak everywhere else. And the Eagles can just rotate all these players on the defensive line. They have great corners in James Bradbury and Darius Slay who can shut down the Giants' receivers that aren't very good. So I would not expect the same offensive output out of the Giants this week. These teams played in Week 14. The Eagles won on the road 48-22. to That's actually a flattering scoreline for the Giants because they blocked a punt for a touchdown in that game. Most of what they produced was in garbage time. And just, to, like, just the way that the market has come in that game, Philly closed as a seven-point favorite on the road. And now they're only laying seven and a half at home coming off of a bye week. I think the value lies in Philly here. If you're scared about the Jalen Hurts injury, I think another way you can play the Eagles – is actually just play a teaser with the Eagles and the Chiefs because where the spreads sit right now, you can play a six-point teaser. You can bring both those teams down to below three. You can get the Chiefs minus two and a half, Eagles minus one and a half. They essentially both have to win the game. I feel like that's a very strong teaser play for this weekend. And you would never buy the seven and a half down to seven. You never buy a half point. I I, I never use the word never in sports betting. But it's extremely rare that you are going to get value. If you like the Eagles, you shouldn't have to spend more for peace of mind. Let me just put it that way. Like, obviously, the Eagles can win by seven. That's a possible outcome in the game. But in the long run, if you're consistently buying points, you're just doing yourself a disservice. Uh, The Sunday games, the Bills are five-and-a-half-point favorites over the Bengals on Sunday. That one's a tough one for me. Yeah, so the reason that the market is this high is the injuries on the Bengals' offensive line. Uh, They're going to be missing their starting left tackle, their starting right guard, their starting right tackle. Three-fifths of their offensive line out due to injury, and 
I mean, that's a problem. Cluster offensive line injuries, historically teams have performed very, very poorly against that. So that's why you see the Buffalo money that's driven it up to five and a half. But at some point, you have to consider buying back on the Bengals. And for me, it's getting there. So I have not bet this game. If this line moves to six, I will absolutely 100% be betting the Cincinnati Bengals. The thought of getting Joe Burrow and six points is just too much for me to pass up. And the one thing I will say with maybe this offensive line thing isn't going to be that big a problem for them is that the Bills play uh, a lot of these defensive schemes where they have five or more defensive backs on the field. They do it at one of the most heavy rates in the NFL. They try to invite the run. Um, But this is like a situation that the Bengals have really excelled at this year. Whenever they face five or more defensive backs, they have the third best success rate in the league on offense. They kind of dink and dunk their way up the field. And Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, those are guys that can win at the line of scrimmage very quickly. Um, So, I don't know that Burrow needs all that time in this, all that much time in this game to beat the Bills' defense. Uh, strongly leaning to Cincinnati at this point. I just need a little bit more. I mean, I'm very, very concerned about the O line. So, hopefully, this gets out to plus six. And then uh, the late game on Sunday is the 49ers. They are three and a half point favorites over the Cowboys, who looked incredible last weekend. They sure did. That's the case for a lot of teams when they play the Bucs. Uh, and I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. Uh, I'm hopeful for this game. But personally, what I like in this game is the over. The over is 46 or 46 and a half right now. I actually thought this was going to open higher, uh, above 47. I mean, when you consider the fact that Dallas and Tampa Bay last week closed at 45 and a half with a very miserable Bucks offense, this San Fran offense is a huge upgrade versus what we saw Um, last week with the Tampa Bay offense. The one thing I think that's going to happen in this game, I'd be very surprised if both teams are just happy to try to run the ball down the other team's throat. I think the weakness of both defenses is their secondary. I mean, San Fran, you saw this a couple weeks ago when they faced Jared Stidham and the Las Vegas Raiders, and he was airing it out on them. Their, Their defensive strength is their defensive line, their front seven, but they can be thrown on. And, you know, conversely, with the Cowboys, it's the exact same thing. They have a great front seven. They can generate a pass rush. But they did suffer two big injuries to corners this year who are on IR. So I think you're going to see these teams try to get the ball out onto the outside very quickly to their skill position players. And there's a ton of them in this game, right? You have CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Noah Brown, Tony Pollard out of the backfield. San Fran has Debo Samuel, Brandon IU, Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield. George Kittle over the middle. So I think this total is too low. I think both of these offenses have what it takes to score in this game. Uh, I think it should be roughly 47 and a half. So this is actually my favorite look of, of the week. I like the Cowboys 49ers over. Crowder, Solana, I feel like this weekend we will win it all back. We're going to take these four games. We're going to parlay them. Mm-hmm. We're going to tease them. Mm-hmm. We're going to bet them straight. We're, I mean, we're every which way but loose because I just I feel it. Let's just ride with Rob. I don't think I can bet the Canadians tonight because I want to root for the Panthers. I have a tough time doing that. So I, but on Saturday and Sunday, I am I am down with Rob Pizzola. Uh, again, he does like the Canadians tonight plus two hundred. So for the football playoffs, KC first half minus five and a half. He likes the Eagles yes. minus seven and a half, or you could tease the Eagles and the Chiefs, which uh, which we may do. Uh, Bengals Bills. If that line goes to six, he's going to bet Cincinnati for sure, and he likes the over 
on the 49ers-Cowboys game. Rob Pizzola, again, you should follow him on Twitter, at Rob Pizzola. You should follow the Hammer Betting Network on Twitter, at the Hammer HQ. I uh, texted you this morning, Solana's Cheeseburger <laughs> Salad from Buffalo, which is very close to you. You could drive into Buffalo uh, whenever you feel like it for one of these cheeseburger salads. This was where, Solana, at Bada Bing's? Bada Bing. I mean, right over the border, Rob, you can go get yourself a cheeseburger salad. Would you ever? I'm, I'm going to take a, a pass on that one. I, I mean, I, I don't want to question what people eat, like what they enjoy, to each their own. If Solana likes that, you know, you can let him have his cheeseburger salad. But personally, I don't really understand why you would want to mix two things that I think are good on their own and just make them both worse. Like, that to me is what... <laughs> right, like, if you want a cheeseburger and a salad, That's just a have point. a cheeseburger with a side salad, and you can enjoy both like that. Instead, you put them together, and that's not as good as a cheeseburger, and it's probably not as good as a good salad anyway. So uh, that's my opinion on it. I would never – like, I'll drive to Buffalo to get the nicotine patches, uh, the chalk, but I'm not going to go for, for a cheeseburger salad. No way. It's a great point, Solana, is that you're taking two good food items and you're kind of making them both a little bit worse just to have them together. He, he really brings up a great point. No, I don't really have an answer for Rob. I think I think he stumped me. He's very one. well thought out. It's one of the reasons that I love yes. talking to Rob. He's all about just about anything because he does give it some thought, and that happens to be a great point. And ever since Rob admitted to us that he'll drive to another country for nicotine packets, <laughs> I just feel like he can do no wrong in right, my eyes. Right, right. He seems to have it all together. And it's strange that we consider that to be having it all together, but he does seem to have it all together. Uh, if you want to see video of Solana's cheeseburger salad, uh, Radio Mark Hockman on Instagram. Rob, a pleasure as always. Uh, Crowder today signed a new contract to stay with the Hockman and Crowder show here for uh, several years to come. And we knew, uh, obviously, he has many options because you see him all over the place. Um, so he's fine. For me, these bets on Saturday and Sunday really are just uh, just about everything for me. So it's very important that you got these right. Well, I, I hope that you win your bets this week, Mark. I wish that Crowder had consulted with me prior to putting pen to paper because I – I don't know that that was the best idea to attach himself to you for a few more years, but uh, hopefully you win the I mean, I, I really actually need you to win these bets because I don't want to start next week's episode with, Rob, I need help, which I hear probably three-quarters of the time yeah. when I join the show now. Yeah. Hey, Rob, yeah. part, of the, part of the contract extension was me getting three months of front pay to pay off our debt. <laughs> So I'll start taking a check in August, September sometime. Strangely enough, he signed the contract, Gaylord Perry, and no one in the front office has noticed yet, which is really funny. If it ever if it ever does come to a lawsuit, that'll be great. He passed. I know. I know in he December. passed. I know. Man, I know. God rest his soul. Yes. He's up in heaven throwing the spitter. He really is. He is in heaven <laughs> throwing the spitter. A perfect note to end today's segment with Rob Pizzola. Thank Thanks, Rob. All right, guys. Good luck with your bets. <laughs> Thank you so much. Rob Pizzola there. He really is great to talk to. Five o'clock Funky Buddha Happy Hour is just around the corner. 
You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder Show. Vix Vaparu. Hawk and Crowder.